0: Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Elixir podcast, where we cover the news of the community and learn from each other. My name is Mark Erickson. I'm Cade Ward.
1: And I'm David Bernheisel.
0: Let's jump into the news. First up, Elixir 1.14.4 was released. So this is just a point release. Its main purpose is to give support for OTP-26. So at the time of this recording, Erling OTP-26 is still in the RC phase, so it's not official, but this lays all the groundwork so that it should work smoothly. But at the same time, it does add a couple nice enhancements. So one is it adds sort maps to the inspect ops custom options. And what that means is when you do an inspect on a map, it can sort the keys. Because what's interesting is when you normally do an inspect on a small map, it typically will be sorted, but on a large map, it uses a different internal data structure and it might not be sorted alphabetically the way you'd expect. So this is a change in that way. Mostly it's just inspect, so it's not going to affect your running application, like your production systems at all. Another one that's also a developer improvement is support for shell history in IEX, that's been added and expanded in OTP 26. It's just nice to see that we're going to be picking up what's new in OTP 26 as well. So we'll have to take a look at that in the future.
1: Yeah, definitely. And last week we reported the results of the EEF new members, but it appears that that's not yet final. They sent out an email saying that there was some kind of procedural error. They closed the polls earlier than they had said they were going to, and they were going to be carrying out a re-vote to ensure that everybody has the right to vote
0: who has been qualified. So, sounds like there was just a technical issue there. Yes, thankfully, our community is not all full of drama, and there's nobody, you know, contesting the results and saying, I want to recount, you know, nothing like that. This is just like, okay, we want to make sure everyone who is a voting member had an opportunity to vote. We will be sure to report the results once we see what's happened. And next up, Jose Valim announced Scholar. It is a traditional machine learning algorithms for Elixir and NX. So this adds things like regression, clustering, dimensionality, reduction, and more. And if these sound a bit more academic or lower level machine learning oriented, it's true. They are like this library isn't like a ready to use hugging face model where you can just say hey I want to use this machine learning tool that's already been trained no these are tools that are really focused more on the data analysis data manipulation lower level tools but that's an important piece in the ml ecosystem so it's great to see that there because as these tools expand and grow then the machine learning people in the companies that we work at they will have more of a potential to actually use elixir for this type of development so that's neat
1: yeah, it's very cool. Next up, Sobelo 0.12.0 was released. In case you're wondering, Soblow is a security-focused static analysis tool for Phoenix applications. This change included support for checking HEKS templates for cross-site scripting vulnerabilities, and upgrading is highly recommended. This release has primarily been driven by Holden Olet, who previously took over maintenance of the project. Soblow is an important project for the community, Lots of companies and industries have compliance and requirements like SOC, and they need to be doing security scans, so Sobolo fits perfectly in the CI-CD pipeline and helps meet some of those requirements.
0: The readme was also updated for how you can use Sobolo with Umbrella apps. That's cool to see, too.
1: I love how Umbrella apps are always a thing that get added later. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I still like using Umbrella apps. That's my preferred architecture for the project, but, you know, it's not for everybody. I totally get that fly.io it's a great place to run elixir apps with many global regions a private network that makes it easy to cluster your app and a powerful cli it's something you should really try out experience it for yourself at fly.io and next up promx 1.8.0 was released so if you don't remember quite what promx is it's an elixir prometheus metrics collection library built on top of telemetry, and it includes these really cool Grafana dashboards that it can export into your Grafana instance. So most notably, this change adds support for Phoenix 1.7 and the newer versions of telemetry. So this is really just to kind of help bring it up to speed so you can bring along PromX with your updates to Phoenix and everything else. This release does include other additions and bug fixes, so if you're using PromX, be sure to check it out. German
1: shared another quick tip about using the new JS exec function. So JS exec is evaluated in the browser and it lets us execute JavaScript in a different DOM element. It turns out that this is helpful for reducing payloads if you're calling the same function in several places.
0: And next up, Jason Steves, a Phoenix core team member, wrote a blog post showing how to create your own static site generator using Phoenix. So yes, there are many, many, many options out there for static site generators, especially if you're open to the plethora of JavaScript ones. But what's interesting about this is I love being able to use the tools that I already have, rather than needing to learn a different syntax or maintain a different dev environment. Like I have an older static site that was written using Jekyll, a Ruby application. Well, sometimes that would break, you know, just needing to update something with the Ruby stuff. And it's like, well, I'm not actively developing any Ruby stuff anymore. And the syntax is kind of special and unique here. So if I want to do something different, then it becomes a little bit more challenging because it's not a normal tool for me. So I love the idea that, hey, since we don't have like a, like this is the blessed static site generator for Phoenix, that this is showing how really it's not that hard to do it yourself. And that's pretty cool, just that our tooling is powerful enough to make that something that we can do. Yeah, I've always been interested in Static site generators. I don't know why there's I
1: never need them, but they <laughs> seem cool and I think I'll need them someday. So I'm always interested in the latest and greatest. Sophie De Benedetto, co-author of the book Programming Phoenix LiveView, recently wrote a blog post about building a Slack-like chat interface with LiveView. It specifically talks about using the new streams feature to append new messages, edit and delete past messages, as well as talking about how to do infinite scroll going backwards. So there's a GitHub project
0: you can clone and play with it yourself locally if you're interested. Well, that's all the news for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us next time on Thinking Elixir.